following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. It's the Toonami Faithful Podcast, where we are getting over our post-Thanksgiving food coma. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Paul Pascrell, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... Uh, Cole Furrier, your wonderful data monkey. So how you gentlemen been doing? I'm alive. Uh, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You're playing any games lately, Cole? apart from sussing with you guys in Among Us, not much more than I typically have been. I really should start playing Dead by Daylight more often. Hmm. Although, with, with that, the last few... What's what? that game you stream? Oh, Final Fantasy Record Keeper? Yeah, that's the mobile game. Uh, it's you've been, fun. You've been keeping up with that for a while. Well, I've been playing it since day one. Had I known that my motherboard had the one year expo i would have probably started streaming it around year two year three when the nightmares originally came in but i didn't realize that till about a year and a half later before the uh streaming really started with the game but yeah i mean at this point i'm just heading in toward the uh end game the current end game content which is the dream breakers although i could technically go after argonaut but i'll wait for that a little bit hmm well i've been uh spending too much money on various sales I recently acquired a PlayStation 4 from my friend who wanted to get rid of his now that he has an Xbox Series S. So I'm like, ooh, look okay. at all the PlayStation games I could buy. Yeah. <laughs> if I did anything, I still want to go on eBay and try and find a uh, Fatboy PS3 or a launch PS3 if I could. Mm. Backwards, yes. full, full backwards compat with PS2, PS1. Yeah. Although, but... I've, I've also, although I've also been trying to find any cheap non-scout rtx 3000 series and that's just been an exercise in futility <laughs> and i blame best buy for my woes well i managed to beat the scalpers on the uh actually there probably weren't that many scalpers for the uh super mario game and watch <laughs> probably I, not i needed just one more way to play super mario brothers aside from the like dozens of ways i already have I, uh, <laughs> I like uh, that did game. You ever, did you play the uh, Mario 35 yet? I have been playing the living crap out of that. <laughs> because it's going away in March! That's just stupid. <laughs> like, why, why would you offer that as a, as a temporary thing? It's fun. Because they, because they know that they can make people beg and then pay for it at a later date. Maybe. I mean, it's it's a perk of having the Switch Online service, which they're continuing to try and find new ways to get people to care about. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I understand that they have to do some maintenance to keep that stuff rolling and stuff, but, I mean, they didn't make Tetris 99 so temporary, so I don't get it. It's just stupid. I hope they, they don't stop offering it in, uh, I mean... You won't even be able to play it after March 31st, which is just stupid. 
it could just be a, a, a beta test run before they fully launch a better version of the game. Who knows? Hmm. Well, maybe. They're doing a lot of weird things like that limited Fire Emblem release. Which, ah, that, that I beat the scalpers on. <laughs> <laughs> I called up my local GameStop, uh, though I loathe having to deal with GameStop at all. But they were able to let me pre-order it in store. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I did a little uh, driving the bus around the mall area and saw the line of people trying to get into Best Buy on Friday. And I was like, mm, man, <laughs> stay home and shop. There's so many good deals online, such as all the great deals available on rightstuff.com. And if you follow one of our helpful links, you can help out Toonami Faithful. <laughs> Sketch has had a little bit too much eggnog, folks. I haven't had any eggnog yet this year. But he, but he's right. If you go to if you go to tunamifaithful.com, there's ads there. Click on the right stuff ad. Uh, that was a money. very organic, very simple, very organic uh, segue into shilling. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Now, my my personal gaming accomplishment in the past week was uh, finally getting to the final stage of Super Mario Sunshine and beating it. You know that stage is called Corona Mountain? Ironic. Mm. (laughs) It's also a terrible, terrible, terrible stage. (laughs) Yeah, I I got the 35th All-Stars, the 3D All-Stars. I still haven't touched it yet. I just don't want to play it on the small Switch screen. I'm such a Nintendo simp, I bought it twice! (laughs) Digital and physical. Now, if only they would just let you have a digital copy whenever you buy a physical. That would be fantastic. It's Nintendo. Yeah, they, they, they're not doing that. I, I no. Know. No. <laughs> Hi, know. here's a new console. Here's a virtual console. We rebuy the game again. Okay. So I ignored Super Mario Sunshine like when it originally came out. And for many, many years, I've just kind of put off dealing with it. But I was like, all right. This new new port is coming out for the Switch. Um, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna really try to play this game, and I did. And there are great things about it, but I have never been so frustrated by a 3D Mario game. Some of those objectives are just stupidly ridiculously hard. <laughs> also, the game is not really well programmed, <laughs> so you might think know. you made that jump, but no, you did not. Well, no game is never perfectly programmed, as seen by speedrunners who have broken shit three ways to Sunday. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the jank in Mario 64 is fun. The jank in Mario Sunshine just means you're going to die more. (laughs) (laughs) Eh. I'll I'll get around to it once I finally get a chance to play it. I want to play through that Sunshine Galaxy. Eh, Hopefully they'll release Galaxy 2 on the Switch at some point and then actually get into Odyssey. There's a Uh, bunch of stuff like that. So annoyed Galaxy 2 isn't included. There's so a bunch annoyed. of stuff I want to play. I just want to get the stream set up so I can actually play it on stream and then do more with that. I'd love to be able to stream games, but... It's I, not really that hard depending on what games you're streaming. It's mostly just whether or not your computer can actually run XSplit without completely self-destructing. Mm. I have my doubts. <laughs> Depends on what your card and your processor is. Yeah. But I also don't I mean, really I have a convenient way to hook up the, the Switch to it, so... Uh, you just need to buy a cheap uh, 
capture card. So that's really all it is. Hmm. Like you could get like a cheap ass Elgato probably for like maybe a hundred bucks and it would work just fine. Heck, I still have my razor rip saw that I haven't even opened yet because I just don't have the space to use it. <laughs> then I don't have a good size TV that runs HDMI. That's cool. But anyway, I had to go back to playing Mario 64 so I could feel good playing a Mario game again. <laughs> still fun, if not a bit bland, but still fun. Oh, and I was playing Banjo-Kazooie on my friend's Xbox Series S, which, uh, yeah, Banjo-Kazooie still holds up. Good game. Good game. Wish they'd port Rare Replay to Switch. <laughs> they need to. They really do. Make it happen. Uh, for if now, I, I will. X, I'd buy Rare Replay and just replay Banjo again. Oh, yeah. I still remember 90% of that game. Maybe except, like, late game 2 but even then. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also played the new Battletoads. Uh, my buddy and I played through the campaign of that, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a beat 'em up, except when it's not. <laughs> I've 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 heard mixed things about that one. It's like it's not bad, but it's not like what you figured it it would be, given the fact that it's a newer version. Yeah, it's it's differentish, but. Like they bring back having uh, multiple playstyles. Like you have the the bikes, which those are stupidly annoying, and uh, you have some other gameplay methods. Like there's a sh- there's a shmup in the middle of it, which is just a total bullet hell at points. Where it's battle. yeah, you're controlling the ship and your buddies are controlling the guns. <laughs> That's and, actually kind of funny, actually. It's it's fun, but also frustrating. My friend's like, I don't know which way you're going to move the ship. Like, I, I suppose you don't. <laughs> well, at, at that point, assuming it's a bullet hell, it's it's less worrying about where the ship's moving and more just firing at all random and available targets while hoping that you're, the person driving the ship has a decent enough eyesight to not focus on the enemy, but focus on their own ship. Because certain bullet hells, you're better off looking at your ship. <laughs> well, yes, for sure. It's, uh, yeah. It's, there's lots of fun things about it, but there's also several very frustrating levels, and it took like four hours to beat it, which honestly feels a bit long. It, it, there's, some of those stages felt way too long and repetitive, but uh, I mean, that's what happens when you try to do a modern beat-em-up, I guess. Though uh, yeah. it's, it's no Streets of Rage 4, <laughs> that's for sure. Mm, I've seen that one too, but eh, I barely played feels Much more like Castle simple. Crashers, except it has all those other varying play styles, which is something that Battletoads usually had, but... Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know this was the video game podcast. I, 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 I was going to say, I figure Paul wants to start getting onto the actual topic so we can, <laughs> we can get off of this and then start sussing in Among Us because he really wants to play Among Us again. So, yeah. It's the only game he cares about, which is fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel that it's sus that you don't want to talk about Sword Art Online. I'm not. Oh, I'm but I do want to talk about Sword Art Online. Oh, see, there is a segue. See, I, I took this. so many notes. All right, I so can... you know this. Uh, the previous podcast was a Thanksgiving themed, so we kind of put off talking about Game Museto and Sword Art and whatever else. But the time has come to return to talking about the two most polarizing shows on Toonami. The first of which we'll be covering is uh, what the heck is going on in Sword Art Online. And later, Caboose will join just me for talking about 
Game Museto Death Beats. But before we get to that, Primal finally aired on Toonami. Thoughts? Should have happened a long time ago. I mean, yes. I'm fine with it. I, me and Paul had the conversation on on Twitter earlier as of the day of this recording, to be more specific. Yes. And I, my personal thoughts about it is it's just like, I mean, yeah, sure, it's fine. I, being frank, putting it on the Sunday was a better idea because notwithstanding, I, I just don't see having it done any better on a Saturday. I, I just don't. I mean, all right, if we're going to have this discussion, let me just stretch here for a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. You know, people that are turning that are tuning in for the action animation are tuning in on Saturday nights. Now, obviously, Gendy is pissed off some Toonami faithful because of his comments, whether Which, they're true or not, or whatever say, he's yeah, trying yeah, to say. Yeah. I don't know, but suffice to say, he's pissed people off. Before that happened, if Primal were on Toonami, I was saying to Colt that I think. That while I don't think Primal would have done Samurai Jack rating numbers, I think that at midnight, which presumably that would be when it premieres, it'd probably be the first show. It would or make 1130. sense. Or 11.30. Or 11.30, whatever. You can do whatever. It doesn't matter. There's nothing on Saturday night other than Toonami that people tune in for, really. So um, why not? why not have Primal on Toonami and have that done? And it probably would have done at least more than what is currently in the slot because, you know, they just threw Super there because they don't have any other shows at the moment. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's 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 one of those things where I sit there and I go, I personally think that Primal could have done better, not only in the midnight slot, and when I say that, take that with a grain of salt because I'm not talking about it's going to do millions and millions of viewers because... You those days, figured. those days are gone. Let's you just let's just. You probably would have figured best cases it might have been five hundred thousands, if I'm uh, guessing time frame done. right. But I, I think if I remember correctly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Primal was doing what five hundred to six hundred thousand viewers every time it was on, brand new. I Is that right? Think I, I don't usually look at the Sunday stuff when it was originally airing, but that might have been around what it was doing. I, I think that's what it was doing, if I remember correctly. But I don't remember. The, yeah, the, deal, I, I the, the reason I say that is because I think that it would have done better than that. I think it would have been maybe in the between 500,000 and a million viewers. And if it caught on, it could have been closer to a million mm -hmm. viewers. And the only reason I say I, that... And again, we don't. We were not going to ever figure find this out because obviously, it never debuted on Tsunami. Millions but, of highball, a super highball. I could well, argue. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that it's going to hit, go over a million. I'm saying that it could, could get close to a million. I would uh, say 750 might have been the high point. Yeah. At least with what the current block would have been potentially capable of. I would say like you might if it was really like like. Had there been enough of a push for it and the viewership, you might have pulled maybe 600, 700,000. Well, so, so the point that I was trying to make earlier on Twitter was when you hear Gendy, there's a lot of people that go, oh, he has a new show. I want to watch this. And then you hear the connection that this show has to Dexter's Laboratory and you go, oh, I definitely want to watch this. At least the older crowd like myself. 
But, you know, I, I, I get what, what Gendy was trying to do with this show, but I, I, I think, and again, I don't think that, I, I think they'll probably do more of this. I don't know. You guys probably, well, Sketch probably knows more than I do, but. There is uh, a second season, at least in development. Okay. So, I mean, presumably, if they're doing a, a marathon on Toonami, which obviously they did the marathon because, you know, they're trying to get people to sign up for, you know, HBO Max. Uh, you know, yeah, out I, some time. I, I feel like that's going to end up, you know, it probably would have been on Toonami. And I think that's what they're trying to do is test it as well, just because it's, you know, it's a show that should have been on Toonami in the first place, you know, and, and look, DeMarco would never say that in public and never say that and would never say that to anybody. But I, I feel like he was probably thinking the same thing, knowing knowing him. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I think – I honestly and, think that it had this show debut. Sorry. What? No, I was just say for the reference, for the whole point of the, the whole, like, it not being on Toonami thing, I swear I heard Danny Tartakowski say during the live – Q&A session they had a few years back that he didn't like Jack being on Toonami because it didn't fit the block. That's for the whole point of the the what mm, Denny said. Okay, so I recently found this article again, so let me just tell you again exactly what he said. Oh, cool. Let me pull that up. Catch, you should have this ready. I did. Well, he did. He's so this is the quote. I would have liked it to be its own thing. The magic of Jack is that it's unique and then there's not a lot of stuff like it, but okay. So that's what he said. It's not that he doesn't think it fits Toonami or some arbitrary thing like that. He, And I think in the case of Samurai Jack, he might have a point that it's the kind of show that you you don't really need Toonami to promote for you. It doesn't need to be part of Toonami. It will catch an audience because it's got a broad appeal. Now, something like Primal, that's a bit more of a... Fun experiment. Yeah, an an experiment which honestly probably would have benefited from the Toonami branding. Yep. Because and, as much as his name carries, uh, and I do think it was fairly successful as a stripped show the first time that they played the first five episodes on weekdays, I think that was probably a successful experiment. But they didn't keep doing that. They decided to move the premieres to once a week on Sundays. And I just don't think that works. And it doesn't mesh with the other premieres that they had going on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> and it I... apparently in some terms tanked Sunday. Yeah. Like lately Toonami's had some weeks where almost everything on it did better than the Sunday premieres and that's got to be a little bit concerning. <laughs> what's what's well... premiering now on a Sunday anyways for them apart from Primal? Uh, recently there was, um, Dream Corp LLC, there's Eric Andre's current season, 
what was before yeah. that? The Eric Andre. I don't quite remember what was before that. So, I, I, live I, actions. I, yeah, I, live I actions. What? <laughs> the Eric Andre show and Primal probably don't have a lot of crossover audience. Okay. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't see those. I don't see those being like big draws anyway. I forget sadly. exactly it was right after Primal when it was in premieres because obviously it's not in premieres anymore. It's off Sunday. The uh, only place it's airing now is on Saturday. Huh. Funny that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, basically, I think people kind of inferred from what he said that it, you know, it didn't need to be on Toonami, but he didn't really say that he didn't want to have it on Toonami. But the, the point of it is, is that, you know, the show, as I've said in the past, and I will continue to say, should have been on Toonami. And hopefully they debut season two on Toonami and do this the right way and not, you know. Well, just... after how things have gone with the uh, latter half of the first season, I'm inclined to think one of two things. They will premiere it on Saturday somewhere or maybe Friday in kind of its own thing. Or, and that could mean it being on Toonami. Or it just goes straight to HBO Max. I can see both happening. I'd see it more likely airing on the Saturday. I just wouldn't see it being part of the Toonami block, but that's me. I mean, that's that's the that's the part that we're still trying to figure out. Is our... it would seem kind of silly for it to premiere on Saturday and not be part of Toonami, but I, I mean, Gendy can want what he wants, I guess. I mean, depends on what the arrangement is between him and Adult Swim, given all yeah. the uh, production stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, let's 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 just let's just say it right now. I mean, I don't see this being the last Adult Swim show that Gendy does. Um, no, and you know, obviously, he's he's doing that show for Cartoon Network, which I don't know if that's going to last on Cartoon Network. It may get moved to HBO Max or whatever. But oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Primal, well, Primal could work. It's just again the whole issue. No, no, no. We're no, talking he, about the show that's playing on, on uh, um, Cartoon Network. What's the name of that show? Oh, Do you boy. remember off the top of your head? Uh, nope. Well, whatever. <laughs> it, it's a new show that that he that he's putting on Cartoon Network. It's oh, okay. It's HBO Max, anyways. Mm-hmm. But it's just wow. one of those things where it's just like. I, okay. I feel like anything and everything is going to wind up being on HBO Max eventually. That's just a foregone conclusion. It's just if it if it'll premiere there versus if they'll try to make a television work first before they eventually dump it on HBO Max. Well, I mean, not to kind of veer off a little bit, but you know that's kind of been my theory about why they shut down the streams at Adult Swim because they just they want everything focused primarily on the HBO Max streaming service Which- and. Is stupid. I don't get. Don't get me wrong. It's stupid. I don't. I, I don't agree with it because I think Adult Swim was successful that way. But at the same time, you know, the one thing that I think is going to end up happening, and you know, people have disagreed with me on this, but uh, you know, these these network apps, I don't know if they're going to be around very much longer. You know, now that's that's to say, if HBO Max actually becomes successful or doesn't become successful and it just falls off. Like I don't see that happening, but at the same time, you know, they're really trying to push this down people's throats. I mean, it, 
it wasn't just on Toonami. Uh, TNT had it all weekend long where you could sign up for a free membership to HBO Max. Yep. I don't TNT, know. TNT, TBS, True TV, Adult Swim. Yeah. So, I mean, they're they're looking to like really, really push this service. Well, and I guess they would. It's a case of let's get more money off the people who are wanting certain things. I mean, well, and and I mean, I, I'm not going to go deep into this, but you know, they're it's trying great to catch up have, with Disney. It, it's great yeah. that you have, you have it on every single platform out there, but you don't even have it on Roku, and everybody has Roku. Like you're you're pretty much like shooting yourself in the foot. You're about to put Wonder Woman on. And by the way, I might eat my words here because they may they may make an announcement before Wonder Woman comes that it's going to be on Roku, which would be awesome. I, I'm all for that. But right now, it's not on Roku, and you're shooting yourself in the foot. And you know, it's not on PS5, but it was on PS4, so I'm sure it'll be there I'm- very quickly. But I'd have to assume the deal arrangements for those are either being caught up in something where there's a disagreement somewhere, because I'd have to assume that they're not just intentionally ignoring Roku. It's probably something related oh, no. to like. No, no, no. I'm sure Roku's probably sitting there being like, no, we need to get this, 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 and this. And HBO Max is like, F you. You know, I, I, I get it. I completely understand it. But, you know, if they want something like Wonder Woman that's coming up here in December to debut and have a lot of people then you got to put it on roku like that's that's just the, mm-hmm. that's just the thing it's the same thing with you know putting primal or all these other adult swim shows on on hbo max that's all well and good that's all well and good but if people aren't watching it you're basically doing nothing with it you hmm. know i mean i mean there's people like myself that just log into the adult swim app watch the shows that i want to watch on there and that's it I don't need anything else. So, I mean, when you when you get to that second phase of HBO Max, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but they were talking about how they're going to have all the networks connected into to the streaming service. And um, it's obviously going to be like probably like Hulu. Hulu Live is. Is it Hulu Live? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be like that. So, you know that's why that's again why i'm saying to you guys like i think they're going to get rid of all the the network apps because Hmm. why have them if you're going to connect it all into one thing um assuming that was the case though they'd have to at least allow some of the streams to be free because if that's the case then it's just like okay well then you're just destroying half the potential for it if you're going to sit there and force people to pay for it i mean dude that's that's what everybody's doing i mean the point it's funny because the point of all these streaming services was to eliminate the high price of cable and now you're paying higher prices to have multiple services to watch all these shows so it's a miracle of life yeah exactly and it's ended up being it's they're shooting themselves in the foot basically this is why i sail the sea sometimes and the one thing that kills me is that you know obviously mean sketch we're both the same age. We grew up on all these shows and let's, let's move the anime and the cartoons and that out of this for a second. You know, all the shows that you saw back in the day would debut on like CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, you know, all those, you know, whatever, Nash bridges, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, you know, all the law and orders without a trace, you know, I could go on and go on and go on. 
reason I'm bringing this up is because now you have all these shows that are quote unquote great, but nobody sees them because they don't have the money to pay for said service. You know, like for example, Disney plus did it right. You, you, you charge an all la carte price to get Disney plus H uh, ESPN plus and um, Hulu. And it's only 1299. That's what you need to do because people will buy that. And I'm sure a lot of people have bought that deal, you know, Netflix, you know, I, 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 I predict that Netflix is going to be dead. It's going to be dead at some point within my lifetime. It'll be dead. I don't know when, but it will. The, but like Hulu, Hulu's not going to die. Hulu's connected with so many networks and now even Disney that it's not going to go away anytime soon. Um, HBO Max, I mean, is even connecting up with Hulu. So, I mean, you may see some kind of thing with Disney and Warner Media kind of mixing it in and doing some deals like that. I mean, we'll see. But the point of it is, is that, you know, we see Primal, we see Samurai Jack. I mean, Samurai Jack went to HBO Max, too. Um, we're going to see probably all the shows that Toonami is going to be debuting on the block go over to HBO Max. And if Crunchyroll goes the goes away and gets bought out by Sony, um, I mean, Toonami is probably going to have its own section on HBO Max. So it's like, Could be. you know, like we're, we're talking about what's the point of having, what's the point of having, um, you know, these, what's the point of having these apps? Like, what's the point of them? There's no point to having these apps. And then are you going to take these shows that are debuting on HBO Max and actually debut them on the networks they're supposed to be on or debut them on the streaming service? You know what I mean? Because then people aren't going to watch TV. There's no point to, if you're just going to debut it on a streaming service. Warner Media is kind of fighting itself in that regard because yeah. they have channels that people actually do still watch and they want people to still be watching them. But at the same time, they want more people to subscribe to HBO Max. So <laughs> it's going to be a, a little it's complicated fighting itself. for the moment. <laughs> Whereas Disney is more or less all in on Disney+. Plus. Well, it's it's the same thing with like... And I, I, this is the last thing I'll say because I, I, we don't need to linger on this for the whole podcast. But um, like CBS, CBS All Access, they literally had to change their name to Paramount because people got confused. Yeah. Like hmm. that tells you something right there. And by the way, it has the whole CBS library of all these shows, which is hilarious because then all the Nickelodeon shows that are ending up on – Netflix are actually on the CBS All Access app. And I'm like, how does this not... I'm like, this doesn't make any sense, but okay. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think anybody really right now knows what they're doing with streaming services other than Netflix and Disney+. And, you know, they need to come up with, like, a concise, you know, plan. Because if they don't, this is just going to be a clusterfuck, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. speaking of uh, streaming and Gendy Tartakovsky, if you haven't watched Symbionic Titan on Netflix, 
you have until uh, the 14th of December to do so. Yeah, and I, and here's that's another one I wanted to talk about real quick too. I wonder if that's going to end up showing up on HBO Max. Probably. I, I wouldn't be surprised unless there's some kind of contractual kerfuffle that doesn't let them do it. I can't see that because I mean, yeah. I mean, if you can put it on Netflix, what tell what's to say that you can't put it on HBO Max? It's Netflix a streaming Exclusivity agreements, that'd be the only thing. I mean, assuming that it's leaving Netflix, I would assume that the exclusivity agreement's basically dead, so I I just don't see the reason why they wouldn't. Unless there's going to be dicks and throw it back in the vault because they think no one's going to watch it. I mean, people are going to watch it. Like, I mean, it probably did well on Netflix, so, you know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean... Heck, I still want to see what what happened to Genlock Season 2, because I I thought HBO Max was front and number one. Oh, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's not the easiest thing to make a show right now. I know. I yeah. Know. <laughs> also, Rooster Teeth drama, but let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. We'll be here for another hour. Uh, I don't even know enough to say anything, really. I just know that it's, uh, it's, Clusterfuck. it's more complicated than it once was. But I'm sure that that's still relatively on track to be coming out. I mean, when's when's the new Boondocks coming out? That was supposed to be like mm-hmm. by the end of this year, and there doesn't seem to be any sign of that happening. So true. I mean, for all we know, Sketch, their plans of debuting it on Max actually are now changing to debuting it in Adult Swim, like it should have. Who knows? I doubt that, but it could happen. I mean, I, who knows at this point? Because they're all over the place with stuff. One minute you you want to sell Crunchyroll, the next minute you don't. The next minute we hear they're finalizing a deal for one billion dollars to buy Crunchyroll. Like, I, okay. <laughs> and now we've heard from Jason Demarco, despite the Crunchyroll thing, that there are ten shows in development. Yeah, speaking of that. Yeah, boy. Uh, so. Six of which we do not know what they are. Six? No. Four of which? So we know it, we know Blade Runner. We know Okay, U- Uzumaki, Blade Runner, Fena, Fena. And, and, and Shinmu. So there are six that we have no title for. We have absolutely no idea what they are. Plus, they I exist. Jason also said that in the last pre-flight that some of those were not even guaranteed to actually be going anywhere. He, it was just, he had 10 in production, but I don't believe they'd ever, like, it was in various states. So whether or not they continued, I think he mentioned something like that. I don't think he actually said anything like that, but I asked for clarification. And he said that uh, potentially all 10 could end up on Toonami, but they don't really want to say right. for sure where they're going to go until they kind of have a better idea of how they um, are turning out. Right. I hope it's more stuff like Fina. Just do random yeah. shit. You yeah. already fed the styles. We got like four of those now. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, I, I really hope that, uh, and again, I'm not going to go on about this either, but I really hope that one of those in there is something American action because uh, we're sorely losing that. Sorely, it's not only losing it, losing that on the block, but just missing that key element that needs to be there you know what i mean but paul there's an american action cartoon on toonami right now Mm. 
And what would that be? Well, you can't pick and choose. <laughs> it's Game Museto. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, I'm saying, action cartoons, sir. It is an action cartoon. Oh my God! Move on, please. <laughs> I, I thought this where that that was going to wind up going. It's like, well, it depends on how one defines it, but yeah, it it is what it is. Honestly, I, I could care less that that show got on the block. My whole thing was just like, yeah, there's nothing in the back warmer, so well, we get what we get. So uh, on to Sao. Hmm. Yes, I suppose. So, uh, due to the more serious matter of the conversation in a previous podcast, we decided to not talk about that episode of Sword Art at the time, so you get a double whammy today. (laughs) And I took a lot of notes. So, (laughs) when last we left SAO... Things weren't going super great on the battlefield, and Asuna was getting real worried about how well they were going to be able to fight back all of these American players. But suddenly, a brilliant light flashed in the sky. Who does appear? But Klein and several other characters. Yay, the harem came back. And this is the moment where everyone is here. You got... All of the harem. You've got uh, various guilds from uh, ALO. You've got like the uh, Eugene guy who Kirito fought during ALO. And you've got, of course, uh, Yuki's guild that Asuna was with ever so briefly. And just a whole bunch of characters. Yep. It's the smash moment. Yeah, everyone is here. It's it's pretty great. As far as I can tell, they got back all of the uh, actors for all those characters. So, uh, good Anya, Bang Zoom, and Mami Okada, and our dear friend Alex Von David for working a miracle. <laughs> Very impressive. Indeed. So after a conversation that was part philosophical and part techno jargon, Kige realizes that using the STL is something that he can uh, use the uh, self-image. He can recreate the self-image of Kirito using the flux lights of Sinon, Lifa, and Asuna to restore Kirito's self-image. Or you could just pimp slap the kid and make him wake up. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, okay, trying to be pretty ghost in the shell here. And not, not really pulling it off, but... I wouldn't even say that was Ghost in the Shell. That's just like, okay, he's being more emo than usual. Let's just go inside his head and make him stop being emo. <laughs> this isn't like... This isn't so much my real body is technically a, an active robot shell, so my soul is completely in the ether. This is just, eh, you just feel sorry for himself for fucking up. Yeah, just slap the kid across the face a few times. Just yeah, I mean, him. where's Bright Noah when we need him? I'll slap that kid sense back to him. But, uh, yeah, the, the science here is that everybody who is, you know, close to you has, like, their own image of you as a person. And, oh, wow. and you can you can pull from that memory or that image of somebody in your soul to reconstruct their self-image 
if it's damaged. Because we're pulling the same effing plot from the movie. Yes! Yes, it's basically what they did in the Ordinal Scale Scale. movie, where the plan was to pull from the memories of all these people that were in SAO in order to reconstruct one person. (laughs) Which, unfortunately, would potentially leave them brain dead. Small price to pay, right? (laughs) Small (laughs) price to pay. Uh, yeah, Toonami's not going to play that movie before these characters show up in this arc, <laughs> which is And all a the confusion there, I mean, I'm glad I saw that movie, because it was stupid fun. I like that movie. I think it might be my favorite sword art thing that oh, exists. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I loved uh, Ordinal Scale. It was just like, okay, this is actually pretty good. And then you get to the end, it just goes completely, just complete stupid. I'm just like, I approve of this. I am totally fine with this. Let's and go. It has its own everybody's here moment that's pretty freaking hype. <laughs> yep. And that's continuously why I still love Yui, who I still question, why isn't she involved in this fight? But whatever. That is a good question. But he guys all like, that little AI Yui figured this out before I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, again, why are you not using the obviously self-aware autonomous AI that you're essentially trying to make and roll? Huh, no one notices this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. I like how he is like, there's no way that some poetic thing could potentially solve this problem. I was like, oh, except this is a light novel, so of course it can. <laughs> so they decide that the plan will be that Hige will sneak down the shaft to reach the point where he can control the STLs. Yanai, one of the uh, researchers volunteers to be his bodyguard and they send the robot Ichemon as a decoy to uh I, just I try prefer to the term yeah. literal meat shield because he almost practically admits that yeah I, yeah I'm, i could take, I a, could bullet. take a bullet <laughs> it's just like oh you just literally admitted to being a meat shield often sir he sure did but not a he meat shield like... in the way that that one guy on fire force was <laughs> eh Oh, the shield of masochism. That was that, a funny moment. I will give it was that very, show very funny. Off there, it's just like wow. Okay, we're all in Arthur's collective delusion. Anyway, in the meantime, Bercoli is fighting Vecta in a hype as hell fight that looks so good. Let's put all the money into the SFI animation budget. Go, go, go! You know what my favorite character in uh, Sword Art is? Sakuga. <laughs> I think I said that right. Anyway, <laughs> so he fights Vecta, and it looks like he's about to lose, but a sneak attack by Bercoli's dragon, who he... Uh, Bercoli's like, you need to leave. Go away. <laughs> no, I am the Honorable Petten. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. So he comes back, gets him with a sneak attack, and that's enough time for Bercoli to pull off his amazing time-splitting sword attack and cut through the past to demolish Vecta. Which is just pretty freaking cool. It's really Good unfortunate that Bricoli dies right after that. Eh, more poetic than anything. It's like, haha, I win, and now I die. Eh, about par for the course with the way this show goes. Yeah. So, I did something important, and now I'm dead. Alice wakes up and mourns Bricoli's death because she was like a father to her, or at least an uncle. And before becoming soul dust Bricoli speaks to the version of Quinella that he had in his mind remember that whole conversation about 
the image of somebody else in your soul, mind, whatever. That is such a dumb moment. I was like, are we are we really doing this? We're we're really doing the like humanizing the villain thing again. Well, at, at the very least, I can understand that because they actually because literally Quinella bothers me at the point of like, yeah, you do realize that I'm basically just the version of you that you had in your head, right? Eh, whatever, I don't care. Okay, at least they admit that. This isn't like what Demon Slayer tries to do constantly where it's just like, you're obviously evil, but yet you're still technically a human. Stop. Just just stop there right there, Tanjiro. Stop. Yeah, but it's yes. mu much better done in Demon Slayer. <laughs> and, yeah, but it gets more obnoxious in Demon Slayer at times. Whereas this was just kind of like, yeah, we'll kind of make the obvious point and be done with it. Demon Slayer tries to put a little too much emphasis at times, and even I'm just kind of like, Okay, kid, you're not going to be able to humanize everybody. Some people are just horrible people. Yeah, well, wait this show's wait still trying to humanize Heathcliff. <laughs> I mean, wait a minute. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think... I don't think he was trying to humanize... I, I know what you're trying to say, but I don't think they were trying to humanize her. I think they were just trying to show, like, this is the idea that he has of her right. in his head. And right. that's... And that's what he wants to remember is that, not the yeah. evil bitch that she actually was. Yeah, and well, it's it's all about how the perception of somebody is, is in somebody else's mind. Right, which they even go out, out of their way to even have her say, like, yeah, you know, even after everything that you know I've done to you, eh, whatever. Okay, I had a so pretty cool just, life. Yeah, it's like, eh, it is what it is. Who cares? Hop on my dragon, let's go to heaven. Sure. It's like, okay, at least I kept that part short. <laughs> Weird, but short. Yeah. It is what it is. Also, before he completely turns into soul dust, he, uh, like, whispers to Fanatio to watch over their child. So, uh, I guess a little action got happening off screen, I guess, huh? <laughs> of course it was. They yeah, were kind of four out a mile away. Mm -hmm. Still sucked. It's just like, yeah, you know what? She's pregnant. Well, why you even got to say that at this point? <laughs> Come on. Why are you gonna make more death flags? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Sinon reaches Alice. Unfortunately, too late to, uh, you know, stop Bercoli from dying and is uh, bummed because... about that. But uh, Sinon informs Alice that Vecta isn't really dead and Alice anguishes that Bercoli died for nothing but Sinon tries to comfort her until she agrees to fly to the world's end altar because of course her natural instinct is I have to return to the battlefield it's like no you have a more important job you need to get the hell out of here <laughs> meanwhile everybody's favorite power couple Iskan and Shita share a moment on the battlefield thinking about what life would have been like if they had had a child and they they had kind of an argument over it? It's like, you would have been the most powerful fighters. Like, no, it would have been a knight. How about you not worry about what happens there and just kill everybody else? <laughs> yeah, but they're like the last two it's warriors kind of standing and there's getting crowded in by more of those American players, so... It's not looking too good for them. 
Still adorable. It is adorable. I love those two. Also, Shita has a moment where she realizes that all this time she's been fighting to try and find the one thing she doesn't want to kill. The thing she wants to protect. Eh, and then she loses her sword over it, but it was worth it. <laughs> and we have another moment where Quinella's wisdom comes into play. Hmm. This, uh, you gonna keep doing this show? I hope not. Eh. I she think was Hattie's a crazy, crazy, crazy bad lady. Yeah, she was. But again, everyone's going to have that one moment where, oh yeah, this is something smart that she said. Doesn't change the fact that she was a bitch. Well, I mean, she was a very charismatic leader. I'll give her that. Mm -hmm. That's part, aside from the brainwashing, part of the reason why she was able to get people into a position to brainwash them. Got that silver tongue. Okay. Asuna and Klein are spooked by what looks to be the leader of Laughing Coffin. Somebody named... Back to... Poe. P-O-H. Now that means Prince of Hell, but taken out of context, his name is Poe. <laughs> kind of pronounced like Poo. <laughs> And he seems to be leading a huge group of players from dun 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 China and Korea. I like how Klein's like, those those aren't American players. They're Korean and Chinese. Oh, we are screwed. And yeah, the players have God mode power, so it's not like it makes much of it. I'm still more surprised they sent Shinon out. It's just like, really? Well, I'm the one who, 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 who can fly. And yet you also have the amazing AoE abilities. Yeah, well, I, the Let's most important, hand -hand combat. the most, one of the most important things is making sure that Alice gets there safely. So it makes sense to send the one person who can fly quickly to Alice. Right. But yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like, I, I had the massive AoEs and now I'm going to get choked by the main villain. And to be fair, uh, they at the time, they were only thinking that they were dealing with those American players. So, you know, they had a good 2,000-person army. Which Elizabeth's like, I could only get 2,000. It's like, you could only get 2,000. Jeez. How many were you expecting? I, this, I just, this, this is what... There's, there's a whole other thing what, that. You want more? Realize. And, and it's just like, wow, that government server must have been complete, utter shit if they were able to get that many people into that one server. And it was like one guy. It's just like, wow, your government facility is actually pretty crappy. Uh, well, this, uh, this, uh, this story definitely says things about governments. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, as mentioned, there are players from China and Korea in the playfield now. Uh, let me tell you a bit more about that, because in Seoul, South Korea, a gamer called Moonface logs into his Amusphere and finds a message that says a bunch of Korean and American Chinese gamers made a new VR game and their test server has just been hacked by a group of Japanese players. After looking at the video footage of this happening, he's like, you know, actually, it kind of looks like they're the good guys. <laughs> Trying to defend something and not actually be bad and attacking. 
but he gets a, a bunch of faceless people and you know they're the ones with actual faces and it's all a bunch of generic items and did, did you not think this through or did you just decide to go with the most generic armor you could find yeah i think so so uh moon phase gets a message from his friend mei mei Zheng in uh shanghai china who convinces him to log in and check the situation out meanwhile gabriel returns to the underworld as expected, using his Subtilizer GTO account, he appears very dramatically before Sinon, and she fearfully recognizes the man that's in front of her. Back at the Ocean Turtle, Ichemon is released into the bulkhead as a distraction while Hige and Yanai continue to climb down to where, uh, to where they can find the server while Rinko monitors the situation in Subcon. And then back in the Underworld, Poe rallies the Korean and Chinese gamers, lying to them that the testers on this part of the map were already killed by the Japanese players, and he claims that the Japanese players has hacked the server to get high-spec gear and are blocking the devs from admin access, meaning that the devs have to fight with using default gear. Now this riles up these gamers, and some of them notice that they're starting to feel weird, like there's something messing with their heads. And Moonphase wonders why the heck they didn't just cut the power to the server if they are actually the devs. Hmm. Good smart question. Person. <laughs> yeah, he is smart. It's just too darn bad. It takes a while for him to try to convince people. <laughs> so Klein and Agil tell Asuna to rest a bit after she shows signs of overexerting herself, you know, using her quote goddess powers. Meanwhile, Hige succeeds in connecting Kirito's STL to the STLs of Asuna, Sinon, and Lifa, right before Yanai pulls a gun on him. Because why not? And they somewhat foreshadow that when they're going down the ladder and he, like, pats his body and you can see there's a gun on him. But, I mean, even then you might think, well, obviously he's bringing a gun for protection. But, yeah. No. No. Yanai's not a good guy. I... I just find it hilarious that the, the, the backup is a, a horde of players from Korea and China, because that's a little too real for <laughs> where can, time zones where can you find enough players at that time you know Chinese and Korean players I appreciate there's at least one guy who's questioning it and one girl who's maybe questioning it a little bit who cares it's a test account we can do whatever we want hooray mm-hmm. no one's gonna no one's gonna sit there and wonder what's going on just murder pillage kill yeah all stupid and yeah, Poe is the leader of Laughing Coffin, so things are coming back around from what occurred in previous arcs. And I find that interesting, and I appreciate the connections. Well, we are getting toward the end of the original web novel anyway, so like it's understandable that they would probably call back to that, but it's just like, well, no, really? So this guy was an American, essentially, spec op secret agent. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then you got Vecta, whatever the guy's name was, t- slowly Gabriel. turning into a 
Gabriel slowly turning into a, a connoisseur of soul tasting. Yeah, he's a real soul. <laughs> Your soul is too heavy and <laughs> too simple. It sticks no, no, no. to my I, tongue. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think he said it was like it, it, it was too heavy and too rich, like a fine wine that sticks to the back of your throat. All you it can think like, about is trying to kill me. Like, well, yeah. Right. What else should he be thinking about right now? I mean, I'll definitely admit I'm I'm liking where this is going. It'll be interesting to see how it all ends. Although I probably just assume it'll wind up being Kirito in full dual sword mode, being living shit out of him. But mm. well, that's basically what the opening is implying. <laughs> well, yeah, true. I would just hope that it's not so much Kirito does everything by himself, and then we get a remake of the end of Ordinal Skill, where it's like, hey, everyone's beating the ever living shit out of this guy, because that'd be good. Yes and no. <laughs> but uh, it, it'll be well, I'm trying to think how many more episodes are left in this, like four or five? No, there's uh there's only been three so far, so there is uh oh, okay. nine. Okay, so nine? nine would make that a little past January then. Not assuming marathon, so you no, like there's eight. There's there were um, there's eleven episodes. So this so, is, there's eight left. So adding in marathons probably around late February ish is when it ends. Um, early February. Okay, I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm thinking <laughs> we're gonna double this eight to this week. Okay, yeah, about early February. Yeah. Keep forgetting how many marathons we have between now and then because we're probably gonna get two, or I think we're gonna get New Year's a post New Year's Eve marathon because. They'll 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 try to extend what they can. I wouldn't doubt it, but I personally don't think they need to do one on the nineteenth because it's so many days away from Christmas. Didn't stop them before. No, I mean if if they need a delay, then they're gonna delay. I mean at, at this point they've been dealing with that so much. It's just like, well, what are you gonna do? I mean, you either have nothing or you're just delaying because you have to delay. There's not Hell, necessarily anything that they need to delay for, but they also, well, I, I mean, depending on what is supposed to replace Sword Art, that might need some time. But yeah. then again, maybe it won't. Even so, right. uh, with the current situation, there's there's no reason not to buffer a little bit more. <laughs> Well, I'm assuming they'll they'll buffer as much as they can because it's just like, how long can we stall? X, do it. We need to wait. Hopefully, mm. stuff will be fixed in Japan sooner. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to point out uh, when they were thinking about sending Ichimon as a decoy, uh, Kikuoka was like, "Well, why don't we send Nimon too?" And he uh, explained, "Well, as I was telling Asuna before this all started to happen, that Nemon needs an actual floodlight to run it; otherwise, it can't function." Huh? I wonder if a floodlight could come along to function. Hmm. Who could that be? Anyone? Anyone? Probably Yu-Gi-Oh or Yu-Gi-Oh. Ooh, that would be good. <laughs> But, well, no, I mean, UGO's soul dust. <laughs> you never know. They could have had a pointless backup made of him. 
Just throw the random bullshit in there. We're already getting into the random bullshit anyways. <laughs> Everyone's here. Let's just resurrect him back. How are you alive? And we had a backup. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. We can duplicate these things. No, the only backup of him that exists is the one in Kirito's heart. <laughs> Dear God, like, yes. keep going on with that joke so many times. It's just like, yes, he's dead. But Look, he dark, he dark won the just... poll fair and square. <laughs> again, it's just silly when you point out like the obvious flaws and how they're thinking. It's just like, yeah, again, it's it's like you have Yui, a sentient, functional, pretty much AI that you've been trying to make this whole time, hacking your systems to get everybody in. How are you not using her to just literally wipe everybody out at this point? I don't get it. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the limitations for Yui are, but... At this point, from what I can tell, it's... It, from what I've... At least what I've been able to see, it's like, unless it's an external uh, lock system, she can almost go into anything. Because I think, like, the only time she ever got blocked was an ordinal skin when she tried to jump through the uh, camera, but then got blocked by the uh, firewall. At this point, it's pretty much assumed that, like, yeah, if it's a VR world, in some extent, she pretty much can gain most, 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 if not total access, because most VR worlds were based off of Aincrad. Mm. And these systems are more or less the same, because that was how, basically, even, like, early Fairy Dance, it, it was like, oh, yeah, here's your new body. Yeah, by the way, all your old stuff's broke, so, yeah, here's your new stuff. Yep. Well... Who, who knows what happened there? <laughs> Lack of Ricky, Ricky just... forgot? <laughs> yeah, very very much likely. It's Probably. How, like in Dragon Ball Super, it's just like, oh, cool. So we've recreated the Cell Saga, the ending of Boo Saga, technically speaking. They actually made more for the data Cell Saga. And you just repeated a lot of other stuff that Goku's done wrong. Okay. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty much. You have learned nothing. Good day. It doesn't make sense that that Yui is well. Yui was never a combatant, so I guess there's that. Well, but it's surprising well, that she's not like there coordinating efforts with with yeah. the army. Oh, I, I mean, it it depends on how much access she can have. Because I know in like ordinal scale, it it was like, oh yeah, I'll I'll just see no one's character to give her her uh, GGO gear, even though they're technically in a dupe version of Aincrad. It's like, okay, so as long as it has the Aincrad code, which I believe Wrath might be an exception to that because it was built from the bottom up to be a separate server database. It's just like, yeah, how is Yui just not like utterly taking control of this whole situation? Oh, well. Adorable little cute girl doesn't get her chance in the sun. Yeah, no. Her uh, her, her moment was last season when she poured her heart out. <laughs> Sigh. <laughs> so, Paul's been quiet for an eerily long time at this point. Uh, were you watching it? No, I was just letting you guys talk. Oh. Any, uh, mean, any highlights I mean, for you, Paul? I mean... Besides you guys completely shitting on the series, other than that, I mean, I I love the I series. Enjoy, I enjoy, you know, Sword Art Online. So we're not shitting on it. it. We're just contemplating why things are the way they are. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll shit on the stuff I love just as much as I'll shit on the stuff I hate. It's just in this situation, it's it just like, yeah, I'd really like to know why this isn't being done. But then again, it was written like that, so whatever. <laughs> I'll be interested to see what Sitnal line brings up when he actually, when the Reki gets that actually written. Assuming that that just doesn't go straight to anime. Hmm. Okay. Although, then. although the the progressive movie will be interesting to see. Well, I mean, it's what is it it's supposed to be a movie, and then they're going to do the the TV series? Is that I is I believe that I believe that's what's happening, and I think it's like the first couple chapters from the light novel, and it also takes the. Uh, Aria of the Moonless Night, or whatever that that chapter was called, which I think is like the technical first floor boss fight. I think is what that was based around. Hmm. Probably. Yeah, that's uh, just supposed to start things off. Whether or not it will continue on to an anime series or maybe a film series is yet to be determined. Hmm. I hope it's not a series of films, but well. Yeah, that at would least that of... way you'd have a very good budget. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they may do something where it's like, it's, you know, uh, kind of like what they did with Dragon Ball, where like, you know, this arc was a movie, and then, yeah, you know. and they the might series. do that with uh, Demon Slayer, which, uh, by the way, that movie is now number two in Japan. It was number but... one. Uh, no, I mean, of all time. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it just beat Spirited Away and, like, someone talked to... Uh, no, it just beat Titanic. Oh, okay. I think, think Spirited Away was, like, third or fourth or whatever it was, because there's a funny, like... Spirited Away is number one, inter- I think. Well, all I remember was there was an interview... But there were other Ghibli that, movies that, in the that, top like, ten. someone did with Miyazaki, and yeah. Miyazaki was like, I don't give a shit, I'm an old guy picking up garbage. Good. It won. I've done my thing. Leave me alone. It's just like, okay. Leave Miyazaki alone. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I I really hope. I, I'd like to see them get more movies again. Uh, to really, yeah. Yeah. Just I, a darn I, shame I, they never played Ordinal Scale. I think it's it would have been good. Darn shame. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh... Wouldn't again, have been much of a commitment. Again, I, just, I, I, I feel like Anaplex probably wouldn't have charged an incredible amount for it. I, I don't get why Sony just doesn't pull the trigger and start releasing these anime movies wide in the United States of America. I mean, fucking Dragon Ball should have showed you that if you have a popular series, it'll work. Well, know? we'll see what they do with uh, Demon Slayer. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't mind either way. I mean, it, I I think Sao works better as a series, but you could just still do it as movies. I feel Dragon Ball should just be a series of movies at this point. Well, I mean, you know, I I, I just wish that. Well, I mean, we're getting to the end of this this uh, what what was I going to say? Like this uh, arc of the the manga that they're doing right now for super. So it'll be interesting to see if that ends up happening or not. I I figure they'll probably turn it into a series, not a movie. It'd be nice. Oh yeah. 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 It's going to be a series. It's going to be part of this. It's going to be part of super. People want to see more of it. Plus it seems like they're, I mean, I don't want to go too spoiler ish, but it seems like they're trying to at least 
connected to to uh, to Z, but who the fuck knows? I don't know. <laughs> well, from what I've seen in the spoilers, that connection is just like half of it's just like, oh wow, you finally got around to bringing him back. Yep. It's like cool. <laughs> so, but yeah. Okay. So I, I think time for it. the uh, the second part of this podcast. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, after the music, it will be time to discuss Gamu Seto Death Beats. Well, after a short reprieve because we had uh, a marathon... And I kind of figured there was really no rush to talking about these episodes until we were kind of back on track with a regular lineup being the upcoming block. So uh, kind of put off talking about these episodes, but they're really good. So let's get into them. <laughs> when last we left Makasu and friends, uh, he had made adult friends with his bully who he indirectly killed back in high school. They teamed up to escape the restless spirits of Kerr, the Mesopotamian afterlife. And now Dr. Legs has taken them to a ferry boat to navigate the converging afterlifes to find the center of all death. In episode 5, D flat 6, Makasu and Josie pick up the pick on a skeleton who is uh, allowing Makasu and Josie pick up I can't, I give it. Okay, Makasu and Josie are picking on a skeleton who's the ticket man for the ferry. And uh, the captain tells him, come on, nerd, let them on. And, you know, they're kind of roughing him up, being bullies. And Makasu realizes that he and Josie are probably only friends because they both enjoy bullying people. But Dr. Legs implores them that they should learn common courtesy. Common courtesy. That's just going to be Dr. Lake's thing, isn't it? Saying yeah. words and posing. <laughs> so the boat captain, Twone and Titty, like the boob, introduces herself, but Dr. Legs finds it suspicious that Titty let them onto the boat so easily. Well, Josie goes looking for snacks because he's hungry, because apparently using the blood rings saps their energy and makes him hungry for snacks. But... Instead of food, he finds baby ghosts and Titty. Titty doesn't like the baby ghosts. And he's like, Titty, it reminds me of my mother's chest. Makasu practices some common courtesy with the boat riders and meets a very twisted dead serial killer named Kelvin, who explains why he likes killing things. And then the boat crashes into Adlivan, the Inuit frozen wasteland. And in episode six, D7 sharp 9, Makasu explains to Josie about how he committed grave sins by defeating the gods at sports, and they share a moment where he's like, I did not know that about you. Now I know that about you. We are good friends. Dr. Legs points out that while they are in the intimate underworld, and the really big guy coming toward them is Yama, the Hindu god of death, it's actually not just Yama. Because the Hindu and Inuit underworlds are smashing ass to ass due to the convergence. So it's rather a merge of Yama and Tipulak. Magasu and Josie are 
not really paying attention to that or the really, really big guy in front of them because they're too busy playing with toilet paper. And Magasu invents, blow your nose before you wipe your ass. And I have to say, I believe in that philosophy. I do that. Yeah, it only makes sense. I mean, sure, there is a potential to get boogers on your ass, but not if you're careful. I mean, I mean, when you're blowing your nose while you're on the toilet, I mean, it like that pressure also helps, you know, you go poopy. Oh. Helps that too. Big this brain. Big brain. Very big brain moment. So finally, Makasu composes Keith and uses the Debussy can destroy, like Debussy the piano man. Keith uh, is then hit by hot oil and experiences both hot and cold at the same time. Oh, it's hot and it's cold at the same time. Josie assists with Neil Pertle. And Yama composes Harps a Whale, the whale with the harp mouth. Titty's getting frustrated that her boat has crashed and admits that she was trying to ferry Makasu's soul herself. And both Josie and Makasu feel betrayed. Makasu remembering back to another time when the Navy betrayed him. Oh boy, that was a thing. <laughs> Let me get back to that. <laughs> Dr. Legs tries to get the boat running. And realizes that this problematic combination of two religions is disgusting and culturally insensitive. A byproduct of the universe unfolding. <clears throat> Makasu realizes that Yama isn't actually after him, but rather Kelvin, the serial murderer. And Dr. Legs confronts Titi as she is attacked by Kelvin. Makasu and Josie manage to defeat Yama... And Dr. Legs and T.T. come to an understanding and become gal pals after T.T. double murders Kelvin. Yes. And uh, apparently uh, Dr. Legs bleeds very heavily when stabbed. I do wonder what she tastes like, seeing as she's made from the... the, the, the like the, the Convergent Universe. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <clears throat> and they managed to defeat Yama by like using Josie's noodle arms and tripping him. And then when he's knocked out, the whale goes back into the blood ring. But Neil Pertle had thrown some of his drumsticks in there to kind of block the hole. So when the whale enters back into the blood ring, it just turns everything into blood i guess good plan <laughs> seemed fairly effective even though yama or whatever it's supposed to be combined with yama <laughs> is uh not actually after him even though he's apparently the afterlife's most wanted so I just got to point out some very choice lines in here, like that exchange with uh, Makasu and Josie, when Makasu's like, your mama's so fat, and Josie's like, my mother was a diabetic, Makasu. <laughs> well, your mother is so diabetic, she's the sweetest thing I've seen all day. We are best friends. <laughs> Oh, man. 
and a very choice one-liner. Tiny Civil War toys are for racist, you stupid nerd. <laughs> uh, poor Jay. That poor skeleton man. He just yeah. He took 17 minutes to wipe off his little toys, and then they fell back into the water. <laughs> uh, I like it. It's like they're not miniatures; they're toys. Because it's usually the other way around. Huh, that's why it's funny. Yeah, I, I feel like these were a couple of very strong episodes with some very funny moments and uh, <laughs> uh, conspiracies about the Navy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this cartoon's not political ever. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and Makasu, like, screams loudly when Dr. Legs tries to give him a hug when he realizes that anyone who hugs him betrays him in the age of social distancing it's no surprise that i he would scream like that absolutely personal space it's very important <clears throat> and uh I, I suppose it should be said that uh, dr lakes basically convinced td not to turn in makasu because they need to stop all death from collapsing. Otherwise, you know, nothing will exist anymore. So, sound reasoning. Mm-hmm. Surprising that uh, more of these enemies don't really get that. <laughs> like, what What are the bad guys really trying to accomplish? I don't know. <laughs> Ending the universe, maybe. <clears throat> I do not know. They don't know no better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's pretty on the nose to point out the problematic combination of two religions is disgusting and culturally insensitive. <laughs> Not wrong. But I think we can all laugh at it, really. <laughs> it's not supposed to be taken seriously. It's just... It's it's just silly. It's a cartoon. A very well-researched cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all having fun. It continues to be somewhat Ed- educational. Educational, yes. <laughs> it stinks here. This is made up of poop. And... <laughs> and... Crocodiles that look all pretty for the night. <laughs> Watch that crocodile's makeup tutorial. <laughs> uh, so I, you probably saw the uh, actress who plays Doctor Legs ever so briefly. Yes. Yeah. An interesting choice. And they were talking about how toxic masculinity uh, ruined the Civil War. Hmm. That's an observation. Fun buzzwords. You don't really... I'm not sure what to make of the preview for the next place they're going. It looks kind of Blade (laughs) Runner-ish. Or 
at least like modern Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. Uh, interesting. I mean, it, it's called Suicide Town. Yeah. So, um, hmm. Hmm. See them making some references. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm glad Kelvin got double murdered because that dude, like, melted penguins, and that is. Ugh. Yeah, you don't do that. That's mean. Freaking messed up, man. Freaking messed up. Not too many musical references in this one, other than WC can destroy. <laughs> but I did like the sound of like the the rapping drums behind the WC can destroy is pleasant. <laughs> Good stuff. <clears throat> I wish more people would give this show a chance. Oh, absolutely. A lot of like, people are just poo-pooing on it. I, I think a lot of it is just like they don't they don't like it on the block, and they think it you know it's a Steven Universe ripoff or Kappa Mikey and yeah. Well, the reality uh, is most of those people that don't think it belongs on the block probably wouldn't watch it otherwise. That is true. So. Dragging them kicking and screaming if they don't just turn off the TV, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a shame. You don't watch it. It's not for you. And that's okay. It's not for you. Also, there's a lot of people that seem to think that... I shouldn't say a lot of people. There is some people out there that seem to think that Max would be, like, upset with people not liking it. <laughs> or... Upset that it's not performing well, or like what expectations? I don't know. I think Max is just happy to still be employed. That too, yeah, because you know, yeah. <laughs> pretty much everyone around him got <laughs> canned. Mm -hmm. uh, rest in peace, Adult Swim streams. God, like, I, yeah, like. They're going to have the fish cam for as long as they can, and that's it. Mm. We started with the fish cam, and we ended with the fish cam. They ever talk about what inspired making Fish Center? You know, I don't know. I think you'll have to ask uh, Matt Harrigan that. Hmm. I would like to do that sometime. I, absolutely. He's, he's probably been involved in enough Adult Swim-y things to make sense to interview him for this podcast at some point. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Absolutely down, you know? Because, I mean, he helped with, you know, Space Ghost. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you know? That's, that's, that's basically where he's... It's, where it started for him with the network at least Moltar's I mean, Tsunami wouldn't have been like, a thing without Space Ghost Coast to Coast he's uh you know he worked on Kablam and Celebrity Deathmatch 
whole bunch of fun things, but... Wasn't he involved in yeah, Perfect I... Hair Forever? Huh? Wasn't he involved in Perfect Hair Forever? Probably. Anyway. Uh, anyway. I... I'm just tired of people being so petty on the internet, man. Like, it's fine if you don't like it, but you don't have to be a dick about it. <laughs> yeah. What a world we live in. Or, you know, like to spread false narratives mm -hmm. over something that isn't a thing. Sounds like some people yeah. on the internet could use some empathy and common courtesy. And that's a good way to end the segment. I think so. So until next time, uh, back to the rest of this podcast. And we're back. Well, you know what time it is, Paul. Sketch, that was very sus of you to, to bring Caboose on and then just kick me off. I, I don't like this. Well, I just fade into the ether. Yeah. Yes, you do. But anyways, so... House cleaning. You can uh, email us podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Along with that, you can go to our website. It's podcast.tunamifaithful.com. Uh, those are basically our website is where you can find everything, including what apps we're on. Um, let's see what else. What yeah, every single episode of our podcast, every single interview that we've done this year and past years on the podcast. So if you guys are interested in that, you know, please go to podcast.tunamifaithful.com. Um, but if my suggestion would be, if you have a podcast app, go to your podcast app and simply just search for Tsunami Faithful Podcast. But obviously that is, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on uh, Spotify, we're on Stitcher. And, of course, we're on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash podcast. There you can find every single episode of our podcast, from the first episode all the way through this episode. If you're a new listener, please do go back and listen to every single episode because you're missing out on every single thing that we've done and said. But... Um, other than that, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash faithful. Please go there and contribute if you can. And we also have other ways to contribute. You can go to tsunamifaithful.com slash donate. And along with the Patreon, there's a couple other ways that you can do direct payment if you can only do like $5 and you don't want to do a monthly thing. Or if you want to just go buy something off of Right Stuff and like sketch it at the beginning of the podcast. And that'll some of that'll go to us and uh, help fund the podcast. And all you're doing is buying anime. I think it's a good deal. I don't know about you guys, but it's a good deal. Me. So. Um, and of course, you can find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com/tsunami faithful podcast. You can like us there. And on Twitter, you can follow us at tsunami podcast. So if you want to keep up to date when we have a live uh, a new episode, uh, just do it there. So. Please do follow and like us on both of those social media But uh, that's it for the episode. So let's uh, get on out of here. Colt, where can they find you, sir? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at @amvinvirus. You can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv/lifevirus, where I continue my uh, attempt to do the Dreambreakers and hate myself for not having the one extra item that lets me beat the damn thing. But it is what it is, and uh, whatever various other things I happen to do, which has been more or less mostly just Paul and everybody else, the Tommy Faithful crew wanted to be sucked with everybody else. So uh, there's a couple streams on there about that too. All right, and Sketch, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. I like to lurk the Discord as well, the Tanami Faithful Discord. I don't like the words lurk the Discord. <laughs> well, I should. I wouldn't say that I speak very much on there. <laughs> Just kind That's of look true. at what other people are talking about. That's and true. Like, That's hmm. very true. I have nothing to add to this. <laughs> nope. But, uh, yeah, and I was on another episode of Podcast ONA recently. Just talking about anime news. You need to stop cheating on us. Yeah, that's right. I'm just, yep, you have uh, no word. I'm just right. sowing my wild oats here, buddy. <laughs> you can't hold right. me down. Yes, I can. I'll get Darrell to hold you down. <laughs> that might work. Yep, that would he, work. He's, he's got the physical prowess to do so. That is true. That is true. <laughs> and, and, uh, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Piscrillo. You can email me, paulpiscrillo at tsunamifaithful.com. You can Instagram me, instagram.com slash paulpiscrillo. I'm sure you're getting the... Getting where you can find me in the sense here. And uh, you can uh, at me on the Discord that Sketch doesn't frequent and should. Uh, the Tsunami Faithful Discord, you can just at Paul Biscrillo and I will be summoned to the field magically. So, yeah. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. And uh, for any new listeners, please do go back and listen to our episodes and uh, see what you've missed because I think you'll like what you hear. That's it for this week's Tsunami Vehicle Podcast. Peace. We're out.